Buy a new PC now or wait for Intel Skylake. Dump in your cell provider and go to Rogue. I mean, Wi-Fi, three cheap DACs, cutting the cable, and the secrets of Shannon's laptop. All that and more coming up on Tech Thing. Tech Thing is brought to you by viewers like you. Visit us at patreon.com slash techthing to contribute and see our milestone goals. Thank you so much for your continuing support of the show. I'm Shannon Morse. And I'm Patrick Norton. And this is Tech Thing, where we make technology behave. At least on the good days. That's right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we have lots to get into today, so how about we go ahead and start it off with an email. I like emails. Bill wrote, ask at techthing.com, with Skylake processors on the way, is now a bad time to buy a new laptop. When do you think laptops will be available with Skylake? Also, would it be a good or a bad idea to insist on buying a laptop with at least a 1080p screen? What is the start? cost for laptops with a 1080p screen from Bill near Athens. So we're going to take this kind of backwards. Most 13-inch and larger laptop screens are at least 1080p, um, in part because 1080p glass is really common and fairly cheap. It's the same resolution as the it TVs! Is. Yay! <laughs> uh, many of the least expensive, like $200 laptops we've seen are 1366 by 768 Usable, but yeah, you give up a lot of sort of virtual real estate by not yeah. insisting on 1080p or 1920 by 1080. If you've, if you've ever seen it, there's this great display resolution file uh, graphic up on Wikipedia, yeah. right? So it's kind of like 1366 by 768 doesn't really have a name. It was a common sort of 720p substitute. Wow. And then you get all these pixels over here for 1080p by 1920. So here's the thing. You get sort of more pixels in the same sort of 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 inch screen if you if you go 1920, 1920 by 1080. <laughs> yes. Math is You know what's impossible. horrible is even with my 13 inch screen, which it, this is right. 1920 by 1080, I still have to lower the resolution sometimes or just right. make it bigger well, <laughs> so that I can see things because my eyes are so bad. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny, right? And, and, and that kind of hits on it. So, you know, if you have a 1080p screen on an 11-inch laptop, you have tiny pixels and yeah, tiny icons tiny. unless you make the desktop larger, which is not something that's particularly graceful in Windows 8. It's going to get a lot better in Windows 10. Yeah. Um, once you get up to a 13, 14, 15-inch screen, I would say 1080p is the minimum, and it's going to be less kind of like... Martha, can you get my magnifying glasses since I just got fitted for my first glasses? Woo! Oh, yay. Reading glasses. Oh, I'm at that age. My old. eyeballs are slowing down. But, <laughs> but, it's, but yeah, it's not a bad idea. But i got to be honest with you, those $200 laptops with yeah. those 1366 by 768 screens, totally usable. Maybe not so much if you want to have five windows open at once. Mm -hmm. But in terms of, like, I'm editing, I'm browsing the web, I'm using a very small Excel spreadsheet... Totally cool. But right. if you're a Photoshop editor or you have like 32,000, you know, cells open in a giant spreadsheet, then yes, you want like a 4K monitor. I and like my full HD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you actually, I, I, you, you pretty much refuse to buy a laptop that doesn't I have do. a 1080p. Yeah, I totally refuse. I always insist on buying a laptop with 1080p screen or more. Full HD yeah. is 1920 by 1080. Um, you can get a really good i5 uh, full HD screen mm -hmm. for like seven, 800 bucks, like a Dell XPS right. 13, for example. So the new really good one. pricing. That's pretty badass. Yeah. You know, around $500, I think, 1080p screens on 13-inch screens yeah. are pretty common. Um, as far as waiting for Skylake, 
goes, it's tempting. It's the next new bestest, awesomest ever from Intel. It's going to replace Broadwell from Core M tablets so to Core exciting. i7 unclocked, overclockable, super <sighs> desktop CPUs. I want it um, now. It's kind of crazy. Intel's called it their most important chip architecture in a decade. Uh, LGA eleven fifty one chipset for the CPUs that aren't soldered to the motherboard. Most of these, uh, the, most of the the Silver Lake parts are going to be PGA uh, ball grid array. Mm -hmm. uh, Intel graphics, uh, like ninth generation Intel graphics, which still won't be good enough for decent three D gaming, but will be much better for daily use. Yeah. Uh, dual channel DDR four memory and DDR three uh, on the lower end processors. PCI Express four SATA Express, which combines PCIe and SATA into one connector with some performance improvements. Um, some new instruction sets. It's a talk on Intel's TikTok. Talk cycle. Tick is when they shrink the die process, which is what they did for uh, Broadwell. A talk is a completely new microarchitecture. Um, Broadwell took so long to hit the 14 nanometer process, which apparently was a, a, just a nightmare. Um, Broadwell was a tick. Um, and so basically, they took an existing microarchitecture, shrunk down the process, that gives them some benefits. Um, Silver Lake, huh. Broadwell's going to be out for a short period of time, and Silver Lake's going to kind of steal its thunder because Broadwell or got Sky here Lake. so late. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, though, in terms of everyday performance, it should be more power for less wattage. So longer battery life, but not a huge boost in CPU performance. Um, and in any case, we don't expect to see it until the third quarter of 2015. And that's the big question. If your laptop is done, if you can't do work you need to do on your laptop now, if you need a new laptop because everything's gone horrible with the one you have, I'd just get a Broadwell laptop now. Yeah. Um, you know, but if you wait a few months, you're going to get more performance for less money, whether you choose a Broadwell or a Skylark CPU, because that's the way this works. Wait a few months. Skylake. And you get Sky. Did I say Skylark again? <laughs> I'm insisting on calling this the Skylark CPU. Well, but, if you're also, if you're anything like me, because yeah. I never buy new because it's always way too expensive. <laughs> so if you want something that's on the non new shiny CPU perspective, I'm a couponer. I do a lot of research on sales. The best time to buy a laptop during the year is in April, and April is next month, so hey, it might be a good <laughs> idea, because new moder models are just being released, older models are going to go on clearance, so they'll be, you know, marked down a couple hundred bucks. Back to school time, if you want to wait until, like, August time frame, that's also a good time to buy, because there's a lot of sales for back to school in the end of November, November, which is obviously oh, for yeah, Black Friday, Cyber, Cyber Monday, Monday sales. So I generally don't buy the top-notch CPU when it comes out, because of that price, I'll usually just buy the last generation, because right. the increase in performance for yeah. my laptop use is generally minimal. There have been cases where I, you know, where I just remember being like, oh yeah, they promised a battery performance, but battery life doubled in between two yeah. generations of processor. So if you can hold out, wait, mm -hmm. you know, see if there's a big, amazing, awesome jump uh, in terms of performance or 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 battery life. There's really been no real serious benchmark. There's been some some minor sort of rumory stuff reported about Sky. Lake. <laughs> there you go. Not sky. <laughs> Lark. Um, sorry, it all sounds like some place where James Bond was raised, <laughs> uh, which does. is Sky Fall, which is now the third thing I'll confuse the name of it with. But uh, wait if you can. Yes. If you don't, can't wait, buy one now. But, you know, wait a few months, you'll get more laptop for less money. And possibly you might be able to spend a little bit more money and get a whole bunch more something. But we don't know because they haven't released the processor yet. It's vicious tail. I'm excited cycle. to see this. Yeah, it's. I can't wait to see the new Sky Lake. Yeah, well, processor. Maybe I'll finally upgrade my Core i7 920 gaming machine at home. It's <sighs> thing is just consumes a lot of electricity. Speaking of gaming machines, I am still working on my upgrade. So. 
I'm slowly researching all the different parts. You need a cheaper CPU cooler. Yeah, Keith writes in, Patrick, I would like to see an episode on cutting the wireless cord from the phone company. I believe that every man, woman, and child is having a cell phone is sucking the lifeblood out of financially challenged families. With so much free Wi-Fi out there and free phone number apps in the Play Store, what's the best option for going carrier-free and still having a quality phablet you can carry in your pocket? Keith from Indiana. Ooh. I gotta be honest with you, I'm feeding two small children and thinking uh, to myself, yes. this is outrageously expensive <laughs> and they barely weigh 120 pounds together. Agreed. So the idea of feeding the two or 300 pound combination of them plus supporting cell phones is just nightmarish. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. So I actually did do this for a short time when I canceled my mm -hmm. account with AT&T a few years ago and then mm -hmm. I just went with a Wi-Fi only phone for a while before I decided to sign up with a different carrier. Sure. So it is totally possible. But if you want to go strictly <laughs> Wi-Fi, just note that when you're traveling or when you're out on the road, right. like if you have an emergency, have some kind of satellite connection or something because right. you won't have a connection unless you're war driving and it's 1995 and nobody has WPA2 and any passwords on their wireless routers. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be kind of out in the dark. Well, you, so basically, you may want to have at least one phone where you have yeah. a full, like, the family Even phone. Even if it's just, like, one of those prepaid little mm -hmm. flip phones from Walmart or something. Mm -hmm. Like, those are super cheap, and they're you pay as you go. Yeah. So at least then you'll have some kind of emer emergency connection. There are, I mean, there are more inexpensive cell phone plan options than there have ever been before right now. Yeah. But literally, if you want it to work for a 9-11 emergency, a 911 emergency every time. Okay, 911 calls are probably a bad example because any cell phone should be able to call 911 in an emergency emergency but it's kind of funny if you're halfway between like Reno and Sacramento do you want to pull off and find Wi-Fi to tell somebody <laughs> you're running late or do you want to have access to at least a minimal yeah. cell phone plan? good point so <laughs> first off find whatever hardware that you fancy you can get an unlocked version of all sorts of phones now mm -hmm. uh, search eBay that's a really good place to find them resellers that have refurbs or a new phone or a phablet if you can afford it my choice would be a Nexus 6 it is expensive out of pocket, but it also comes unlocked straight from Google, and it's brand new, so you know it's going to work, and they have really good customer service right. if you need to return it. It's not a phablet, but the Moto E. It's not e, a phablet. It's not a phablet, but for 120 bucks, the Moto E is a fantastic Android phone. Okay, oh, there's no yeah. flash on the camera, but the build quality is awesome. The screen, people are complaining about the resolution, but it is a fantastic processor and build phone and battery life for 120 bucks. Why a phablet? Why well, Nexus he, 6? He, asked, he asked for a phablet <laughs> specifically, right. not a tablet necessarily. Okay. So also, I know that tablets could be an option, um, but they are really hard to fit in your That's pocket, true. <laughs> especially if you're small and you have very small back pockets. <laughs> so the size of a phablet is still small enough to go out and about with, and you can absolutely make calls with a tablet for free over Wi-Fi. Right. But of course, it's the trade-off of do you want to spend less on the tablet and have something big and bulky that you have to carry mm -hmm. around, or do you want to spend more on a phablet or a phone and have that ease of use being able to put it in your pocket or wherever you want? It's a little bit more travel-friendly. Okay. Second off, you do want to choose your phone app and then just stick with it. So, for example, I used Google Voice. It makes it really easy to make calls, really easy to text over Wi-Fi. You can set up Google Voice account with your phone number, and that makes it super easy to call yeah. people whenever you want, and you can pair it with your new Android device. Now, anytime somebody calls that number, it'll ring your Android phone via Wi-Fi. 
The, ne- the connection's obviously only going to work whenever you have Wi-Fi via the Hangouts <laughs> app. But from experience, calls are very clear, and even the video still looks really good, if you're on a good connection, of course. Right. So uh, this is very super, super like Google-fied, focused solution, but hey, they made it super easy to use, well, so why not go with it? We have a lot of friends who have experimented extensively with you know oh, Google yeah. and the non-Google options. And one, they keep coming back to Google Voice, and second, if you do it once and it works, you won't be the person that's like, hey, I got a new cell phone number. Yeah. Hey, I got a new cell phone number. <laughs> hey, I got a new cell yep. phone number, which is maddening. What about looking for a plan that allowed you to make calls over Wi-Fi when a Wi-Fi internet oh, yeah. connection was available? Yeah, you can definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think T-Mobile allows Wi-Fi co- calling. So in that case, yes, right. you could definitely do that. But Keith was specifically asking for cutting ties entirely with the calling carrier, with the cell phone carrier. So <laughs> I'm sure that people ask about that. So, yeah, you could definitely do that if you wanted to keep that cell phone connection with your carrier. It's a compromise. It's it is. Hey, we know you have a lot to say. We want you to help us drive the show. Send us in your tip, your question, your comment. You should have told them to use this phone at <laughs> TechThing, uh, Facebook.com slash TechThing, and, of course, ask at TechThing.com. Meanwhile, let's find out what's going on on Hack 5 this week. Mm. Monitoring air pollution using Arduinos and like a $10 module it is the coolest thing and Shannon has a skinny. Plus, we are dissecting wireless packet captures using the power of SQL databases. You can check that out over at hack5 at hak5.org. It is now time for a rapid fire round. This week, Cam Wardzala tweeted at Patrick Norton at TechThing any recommendations for low cost USB DACs? So, Patrick's got three cheap DACs <laughs> in less than a minute each. Are you ready, sir? I am ready. Go! Okay, so uh, from most to least expensive, and a reminder before we start if you don't have decent headphones or decent audio system, you don't need to spend money on a DAC yet. Get good headphones first. Good. So, first one up, kind of a game changer for the, the USB DAC universe the Dragonfly. This is the 1.2. Sells for $150. The most expensive one on this list, it feels the burliest. It has the best built quality. It's got heft to it. Gorgeous detail from the Sabre DAC that does the digital to analog conversions. Burr Brown amps drives pretty much any headphones I've plugged into them with ease. Bling-wise, there's a Dragonfly on the front. It glows different colors. 44.1 kilohertz is green, 48 kilohertz is blue, and 88.2 is amber, and I think 96 kilohertz is magenta. Gorgeous sound, though I've heard the Audio Engine D3 is a little more accurate on objective audio benchmarks. Uh, I would like to demo the Audio Engine D3 and the uh, FIO and the uh, SCHIIT DACs. And since there are children listening, I'm not going to say the SCHIIT DAC name, though it sounds (laughs) like it's spelled minus an I. Two, the Got HRT, <laughs> DSP, and IDSP. These sell for 70 bucks. Uh, we talked about them a couple weeks ago. You want a DAC for your iPhone or your iPad, the IDSP is a great option. It's got the lightning connector on there. I think it is a very healthy improvement over the onboard audio on the iPhone 6. Again, if you have good headphones. Right. The DSP is for Android, Windows, OS 10, and older 30-pin uh, iPhones and iPads. 30 <laughs> pins, what else would it be? And I'm also testing the DSP with a Raspberry Pi. More on that soon. It'll support 24-bit 96K uh, audio, though the people at HRT think it's more of a working person's audio gear for standard 16-bit 44K audio. Sounds really, really good for the money. Three, the Hi-Fi Me DIY Sabre USB DAC Digital to Analog Audio Converter, which is a huge name, and I'm not done yet. 96 kilohertz, 24-bit ES9023 plus SA9023 plus USB to optical converter, which is a gigantic name. 
name. Yeah, well, it's it's a it's a they're trying to get all of the search stuff on Amazon. Yeah. Fifty bucks uh, shipped from either Oregon or direct from China. Um, possibly the same DAC as the Dragonfly. Certainly a cousin to the DAC and the Dragonfly. Not as awesome on the amplification front. I think just bought this, still testing. Very very cheap. Very very beloved by owners. People love this on a lot of the audiophile uh, boards. But you know, it's not nearly as stylish and sophisticated looking. It's a plastic box with a USB cable hanging out of the back. But generally speaking, I don't stare at my DAC when I'm using it. I listen to it. <laughs> and you um, own all of these. Cards. I own all of these. These okay. two were sent in for evaluation. Uh, these two. I purchased out of my own pocket wow. I would purchase this one again in a heartbeat well I would yeah. purchase this one for 70 bucks in a heartbeat awesome well thank you Patrick and hopefully these answered that for you <laughs> <laughs> and of course if you guys have any questions it can be absolutely anything you can tweet at TechThing you can post at facebook.com slash TechThing or you can email us ask at TechThing.com and we'll do our best to answer it for you if you like the show and like to see it, keep coming. You can help support the show directly. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash techthing. Donate a dollar per episode. Donate as much as you want or as little as you want. Every little bit counts. We have lots of goals we want to complete, like keeping the show going for as long as you want it, and you can make that happen. Go over to patreon.com slash techthing, and hey, even if the funds are tight and you can't donate, do us a favor. Subscribe to our RSS or our YouTube channel, and tell your friends and family and everyone on the internet about it. Thank you so much for supporting Tech thing patreon.com slash tech thing please feed my children and Jenna Bobby Jane posted up on youtube.com slash tech thing I signed up to support y'all at patreon.com and I've watched both of you on Techzilla and look forward to this new show thank you he has two questions first can you show some out-of-the-box simple solutions to cord cutting options for connected TV content and the second since there's no more die trying can you show something similar to those fun creations from time to time or maybe just have your own prepping channel your own prepping channel? Well. Look at that be! <laughs> well, you definitely need to check out Patrick and Michael's brand new show. It's called Possibly Unsafe over at PossiblyUnsafe.com or YouTube.com slash PossiblyUnsafe. They basically blow stuff up. Actually, we turned the Raspberry Pi <laughs> into a Steam streaming box to any HDMI TV. That was fun. <laughs> for the first episode. Although the, the next episode, which is the hot sauce episode, actually did make my face stop working. Hot sauce episode? Temporarily. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It when is that exciting. one? Next week. Oh. Soon. Okay. <laughs> so speaking about your cord cutting questions. So connected TV. That sounds kind of like smart TV. Mm -mm. So just if it is, I'll answer that. Uh, so if you're talking about those, there are tons of apps available on smart TVs that enable you to watch content from various different kinds of sources, like all of them. So everything from Netflix to Hulu, Amazon Prime, HBO, MLB.TV for you baseball fans. That's baseball, mm -hmm. right? Baseball. <laughs> for, and USA today for news as well. Smart TVs will have different applications depending on who you buy it from, whatever company, whether that's Samsung, LG, Sony, etc., etc. And Patrick looked like he's going to punch my laptop. No, 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 no. I was just waiting to raise my hand. Uh, here's the thing. Like, I've pretty much <laughs> given up on apps inside of TVs. Ah, uh, they always yeah. start out strong. And then the TV they gets do. to be like a year old and the updates stop. I am so happy. Roku 3 and Apple Roku TV, 3. either one are awesome. Though The Apple TV is going to get HBO now first. Yeah. So Game of Thrones Season 5, I'm actually going to see it uh, with everybody else when it airs uh, next month without cable. So excited. Yeah, i got to say, the Roku 3, the Apple TV, uh, the Chromecast, yep. the, the, the Amazon Fire TV mm -hmm. are so much better than anything I've seen built into a television. Uh, I haven't, I also just pointed out, I haven't had cable for over five years. What? Yeah, I haven't had cable probably Whoa. for... 
five of the last 15 or 18 years. I stopped purchasing no, 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 cable sorry. after college, but I've, I got it when I moved here because I got a really sweet deal from Comcast. I've only had cable for, I think, five out of the last 18 years. Whoa, uh, I, I just got my mom to cancel her cable. So excited. Anyway, tangent. Yeah. <laughs> there are plenty of solutions for those smart TV folks like myself or yourself. Uh, before you want to cut your cable, though, you might want to benefit from calling them mm -hmm. to see if they can offer you a better better deal. A lot of times they might want to keep you as a customer. Don't you leave us. Don't want to cancel your cable. We'll give you 40% Try to get off. a better deal. Yeah, it's totally possible. Yeah. So I do this about once a year for all of my bills, and I always try to get a discount. And it usually works if you're really nice to the representative. Uh, canceling cable can save a bunch of cash, obviously. But there is the expense of buying something that will connect you to your online content, such as the Apple TV or Roku. That's going to run you around 65, 70, yeah, 95 65 bucks. to 100 bucks or so. So, That's a month of cable. Yeah, it's, it's a month <laughs> of cable. Plus, there are subscription fees, though, as well. So Netflix is a subscriber fee. Hulu Plus. Don't use it. <laughs> I don't use it either. Amazon Prime, that's Already uh, 99 the for the year. Shipping. Yeah, and it comes with free shipping from mm -hmm. Amazon, which is awesome. So you add up all these different costs per year, and if it's cheaper yeah. to cut cable than to keep it, then you might as well just do it, because why not? We save like two grand a year. Yeah, yeah. Easily. <laughs> so online services, they do have tons of TV content available within 24 hours after it airs on TV. Hulu Plus is great for this. Uh, same with some different channel websites like CWTV.com is great for watching Supernatural like 24 hours after it airs, which is great. I'm a super Supernatural geek. And the others will let you watch TV all in one sitting. So right. if you can just wait like an extra year before the se whole season comes out, watch it on Netflix. And that's a big all in thing. One setting. Like especially also for a certain sort of live sports casts and stuff, it can be enormously difficult to get yeah. what you want in your area. Um, the the big kind of game changer from CES this year was Sling, yes. which is from Dish, which is essentially Dish satellite service over the interwebs, kind of. Uh, for like 20 bucks a month, you'll get live ESPN and a whole bunch of other channels. Yeah, this is pretty cool. $20 a month, you get yeah. ESPN, ESPN2, and a whole bunch of others. They're all streamed live straight from TV. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, though, there are still a lot of sports applications that do require that you sign in with your cable provider before you can actually mm -hmm. access the content. And there's still those blackouts that right. a lot of people have to deal with, too. MLB seems to be the best. Yeah. Uh, NFL seems to be the worst. Um, and then there's like stars, HBO, right? AMC. Yeah. So all of those, if you want to, you can buy a subscription to the season through iTunes or through mm -hmm. Amazon. Uh, Amazon offer also offers you, and I think right. iTunes does too, the ability to just buy per episode. So if I wanted to buy per episode for Walking Dead, I could just go to Amazon and purchase them there in HD or SD. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. But generally, I just wait around until the entire season ends up on Netflix. What's really frustrating is spending like thirty-five dollars for a season of something, and yeah. then like six weeks later, it's just it on appears Netflix. on Netflix. Yeah. And then I'm like, ah, oh, I should have waited. I could have. Oh, all those spoilers on Facebook. Man, got me to buy it. Just stop talking so, to people. Yeah, just defriend everybody. <laughs> For news, you could just check Twitter. Or you could go to the news provider's application or their site. Right. So news networks are really, really good about just posting segments or streaming Everything. live or posting yeah. things with an article online. And they will actually like just read out the entire article as well as just put the... the mm -hmm segment at the top of the screen for you so those are just really easy to link to and you know grab the tv straight from your browser so easy 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 uh, new shows often premiere with free episodes through amazon 
So you don't have to waste money on that first episode in case it totally bites the dust. <laughs> in case it's horrible. So yeah, a lot of times you can watch the first episode for free of some kind of new show that's out. Lastly, if you would really, really feel like geeking out, this is not out of the box, but you can also build a Plex server or a home theater PC for your living room, both of which will allow you to stream media from your other devices and computers, as well as hook them up with other things like Netflix and Hulu Plus and stuff like that. So... Yeah. Yeah. Then you That's have to a little more have, complicated. have the content to stream. So if yes. you've like ripped three hundred, you know, DVDs and Blu-rays, <laughs> you're good to go. But you're not. It's yeah. With all that said, there's so many options available now. There's really no reason to keep cable unless you have to have your live shows like straight from the cable provider. Hopefully, HBO is really going to knock some people off their feet and get people to change their ways. I mean, it's 2015, people. Let's do this. Let's just cut all the cable. I've been here for like 20 years. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <sighs> Wrapping it up, we're in the D block now, people. Steve writes, in the last episode, episode 11, you were asked to explain memory, but it seems to me you left out something of practical importance. Multi-channel memory is something we actually face all the time, especially dual channel. So we usually have motherboards that support dual channel memory, and we want to buy eight gigabytes of RAM. Do we buy two fours using two banks and channels, or one eight using a single channel? The two channels should be seen as a 128-bit channel, while the single channel is 64-bit. However, I hear this actually only gives about a 10% real-life improvement. So, do we buy one eight or two fours for $5 more? This also might cause us to choose a motherboard with more RAM slots. Thanks for the show, Steve. Hmm. So, this is a great question, Steve, and we want to thank you for contributing to the show uh, and helping us move the whole audience forward. I'm really enthusiastic about including everyone this week, so... I'll just stop that now. It's really interesting. It's a great question. Um, it's all about motherboards. There's not like special dual channel memory. There's the dual channel, single channel, triple channel, don't ask, uh, is all about the motherboard. Uh, GamersNexus.net did an amazing round of benchmarks last summer. They visited MSI to see how memory was made. Uh, and MSI told them in passing that 8 gigabytes in single channel, i.e. one stick of 8 uh, gigabytes versus two sticks of 4 gigabytes in dual channel, um, was really, they couldn't really find any benchmarkable difference in huh. real world. So the GamersNexus.net people looked at dual channel versus single channel platform performance for Adobe Premiere, gaming, video encoding, transcoding, number crunching, and daily use. This is an amazingly well-researched article, an amazing set of tests. It is a great read. The short answer for desktop users is that dual channel will look faster on synthetic benchmarks, memory-specific benchmarks. Real-world app-based benchmarks, like almost no difference. Um, you know, and the other thing is think about sales and bundles and deals will often mean that two sticks with half the RAM or the two four gigabytes to make eight gigabytes will cost a little bit less than one stick with twice the RAM. So now I'm like rethinking like my next system I build. Now I'm thinking like, wow, now I'm going to get like one stick of eight and yeah. then save up my money for the second stick of eight. Then I will have 16 and I will have a badass video editing machine eventually without having to spend all of the money out of the box. But I, great Gamers Nexus, freaking awesome, and thank you for doing all that testing. It's a, it's a great read. Go there it and is. check it out. Link in the show notes. My, my, my daddy always told me to buy two sticks just in case one fails. I can still use my computer. It's a good rule. <laughs> two is one, one, one is, is nine. <laughs> when is, but when is the last time you had memory die? Um, two years ago. Really? On my home theater PC, yep. One of my RAM died. I was very sad. Dead RAM. <laughs> 
Scott writes in, snubs, I'm curious as to what laptop you are currently using on Tech Thing. I'm looking for a laptop with Windows, and your Asus looks about the right size that I'm looking for. Please let me know when you get a chance. We've gotten, I think, like 15 questions. <laughs> yeah, it must this. be a weird laptop. Like nobody owns this thing. So it's the <laughs> Acer Aspire S7. It's about two years old now. Core i5, Windows 8.1, 8 gigs of RAM, and 1920 by 1080. Full HD, 13.3 inch screen. Works pretty good for most of the things that I need, except when I start installing strange hacker tools on it, and it doesn't really like those. It has like driver issues or some kind of compatibility right. problems. But other than that, no performance problems. Excellent battery. The newer models on the Acer website cost thirteen hundred to fifteen hundred bucks, so a little bit pricey, but it's a really nice. It's a built premium machine. laptop. It is very premium. Yeah. I got to say, I'm a huge. I desperately want. I don't need to upgrade uh, last year or the year. Do you want the Apple? I know. I want the okay. new X. Well, okay. I, I would <laughs> like the gold-plated, you know, MacBook because <laughs> I just want to watch a gold-plated laptop suffer with my life gold <laughs> anodized a gold laptop it, the xps dell xps 13 one of the best feeling laptops i've handled a long time yeah. the new one that they just came out with that is a smoking bargain if you get it without the, the xps is awesome yes, yes <laughs> of course if you guys have a tip that you want to share with the audience email us post it on our facebook page we want to hear from you because you have some tons of great ideas y'all yeah tens of thousands <laughs> of you two of us help us help you with that bright and breathy note, that wraps up this episode of Tech Thing. If you like it, please subscribe at techthing.com or youtube.com slash C slash techthing. And before you go, have you backed up your system or your phone lately? Do if it. If you haven't, go do it. Right now. Now. And remember, once in a while, put down the internet. Take a step away from your phone. Close that laptop screen and do something analog, like going to your local farmer's market and supporting your local farmers. I did that Sunday. This is so much fun, and you find some really delicious foods there. Yes. And cheese. Yes, you do. Because cheese is not food. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> cheese is a totally awesome food. I'm Patrick Norton. I'm Shannon Morse. We'll see you next week on Cheese Thing. I'm hungry. where we go oh my gosh that guy you're cool man thank or you be pointing like thank this you. it's kind of in front oh, of yeah. our faces right it kind of is yeah <laughs> like, oh look look at the people all the people all the people look at all the people <laughs> this is fun look at the people Look at the people. Cute random thumbs up. Random thumbs up. Uh-oh. <laughs> is your computer breaking again? Yeah. Not sure what's going on. My skirt is full of space. Space skirt. <laughs> <laughs>